So today countless new innovative business models are emerging with entirely new industries forming as the old ones crumble. Upstarts are challenging the old guard, some of whom are really struggling to reinvent themselves. One tool that is used to help with all of this is the business model Canvas. So here with me to talk about this are Rosemary Ward, Aidan Shine and female entrepreneur Marion Kennedy. Welcome to the SME Community Podcast. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Um, So both Rosemary and Aidan are from Southeast Bic Consultants and um, the Southeast Business and Innovation Centre supports startups and growth orientated SMEs in the Southeast of Ireland. There's four Bics across the country and they help businesses bloom into the best versions of themselves with sound business advice, solid marketing plans and the feasibility of your project. So I've done the elevator pitch. Is there anything left out? Yeah. <laughs> no, that pretty much covers it. I think, yeah, just to acknowledge that we work very closely. We're funded primarily by Enterprise Ireland to work with startups in the region. And we work really closely with all the local enterprise offices throughout the five counties of the, of the southeast as well. So they're key Brilliant. partners and stakeholders of what we do. Yeah. and But you guys are different to the LEOs, are you? We're a little bit different, I suppose, in that we're, we're a not-for-profit organisation. We're private companies in, in ourselves. Yeah. Uh, but we happen to receive most of our funding from Enterprise Ireland. So we straddle that line between the public sector and the private sector. Yeah. The team in the big are all from private sector experience, either with startups or corporates. And yeah. that's one of our USPs, we think, as well. And are you looking for a certain types of businesses? You know, the way you say the LEOs are quite focused on manufacturing or whatever. Mm. So do you work with other no, types? Our, our key... Um, criteria I suppose is around innovation we like working with innovative entrepreneurs people who want to disrupt uh, industries that they've worked in yeah um, and we're also looking for people that want to grow and scale pretty quickly that the ambition when they come into us day one is that yeah we want to grow this business we want to grow outside Ireland we want to export and so that's kind of psyche we like working with to get a buzz off of those kind of people yeah very good and Enterprise Ireland would like us to be looking for high potential startups so companies who are going to grow and scale internationally who yeah. would be very innovative and who would have a plan to create Irish jobs um, and, and contribute to the balance of payments in an innovative way yeah and Rosemary um, what like you know if you're listening to this a business owner what defines high potential startups you know what are you looking for what yeah. would be key points I suppose well enterprise under looking for uh, something with quite a level of R&D and that that R&D would be uh, Irish based primarily yeah. um, so that can be across any sector or any category so it could be in tech it could be in medical devices healthcare pharma mm-hmm. um, consumer products uh, agri-tech the, the whole thing the yeah. whole gamut so there's no restrictions mm-hmm. or potentially in an internationally traded service right. uh, so but the level of innovation is very important and there are some technicalities technically HPSU high potential startup must aspire to hire 10 plus people must export within three or four years and so turn really over 1.4 million. Yeah, yeah, And you know, would you, if you were trying to figure out, do I go to an LEO or do I go to you guys? What's the deciding factor there, or do you sometimes oh. go through an LEO? Always an LEO first. Right. Yeah. yeah okay, we would great. we would always suggest it as as the LEOs say themselves, it's the first stop shop. Right. So we would suggest that everybody go to the LEO. Now they can they can always come to us at the same time and avail of all of our services. We're we're not competitive in any way. Yeah. We're very it. nice. <laughs> Um, so, so mostly it's a team sport. It is yeah. a team sport. Like so, it. so clients, clients can come to us from the LEO, or that we can work with them while they are availing of mm. of grants and supports from the LEO as well. Yeah, and likewise the same with Enterprise Ireland. So, um, no, all of the we're, we try and create an ecosystem that that gives everybody the most support. Even though sometimes it can be a little bit confusing for people yeah. to yeah. identify where they should go first. But ideally, if you have a concept or an idea, you go to the LEO first, and they would sign.
signpost you to Thank us you. and Enterprise Ireland or New Frontiers programme or leader or whomever. Okay, perfect. Um, so then Marion's sitting here patiently. Um, so you've obviously been through Vic? I have, yeah. Okay, with your We haven't got rid of it. So you're really exciting because you obviously are high potential. So your business is called A New Mum. A New Mum, yeah. Yeah, so tell us all about that. So we have developed a range of comfort and hygienic products to assist new mothers in the recovery after they've given birth. Oh, fantastic. So it was basically, the idea came from my own birth experience um, back in 2015. Um, and the lack of products on the market to help women after in their care yeah. um, and that's kind of really where it started and I obviously again I worked with the Leo first and that was my first stop shop yeah. um, went there um, got some supports I did some accelerators Wow. Um, I did a pitch competition in Watford and that's when I met Carol first it's another member of the yeah. Southeast and um, she emailed me the following day and said come down for a chat and and what You've was that like? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, that was pretty intimidating. You yeah. had to do a pitch. Yeah, no, I think, and um, it's definitely not something I probably would have been confident with before, but the more you do it, yeah, you have to do it, I think. Yeah. If you know you want it and you're determined, I think one of the things I've learned is if it makes me comfortable, I'll do it because I just want yeah. to get better. I just, yeah. If somebody asks me something, I say yes. So I think yeah. you're leaving out Most the fact people. that you won that pitch campaign. Oh, yeah. 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 Just FYI. Yeah. Because I opened with vaginas. So that was my favorite topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I see there's loads of new art actually about that topic around at the moment. Yeah. So it's more than one product, is it? Yeah, yeah. So we're going to market with three products. We have a spray for the perineal the lower abdomen and that's our comfort mist right and then so basically anytime a woman goes to the bathroom or feels discomfort they can spray this on yeah and it just helps promote the healing coating and the soothing oh brilliant um, and again it's say for um, women who have had cesarean sections and stuff yeah. like that so because it's great like it's such a topic people don't really talk about taboo, yes <laughs> kind of taboo. I think it's just brilliant yeah, you know yeah. that you're out there just and there. Uh, talking about it I'd imagine whenever. you see people just nodding all yeah yeah and I see the yeah. women and the, the pain and the right looking you know, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Men yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> it's great that there's a man here actually yeah. it's brilliant isn't it, that it's yeah. um, so you have a website up do you? we do yeah we have a newmum.com new and what's there at the moment now is our landing page with our you can register for our newsletters and we have um, a birthing plan that's been developed by medical professionals wow so people can avail of that for now um, because we're going to launch this summer yeah so I was saying in downstairs as well we have like a, an online community as well that we'll be building up um, fantastic via B2B to be to see commerce site for us as well yeah but we want um to be a place for mums to go to as well oh um, brilliant just to talk we have we'll have midwives physiotherapists things online that people could ask a question every week yeah and is yeah. the idea that the products will be available from the website or from different oh yeah, from yeah. The, so our route to market then is we'll have um the e-commerce will be on the website so you can order online yeah and then we'll go through pharmacy shops as well outside and hospital shops our route to market is kind of yeah it's laid out that way okay um but yeah the, the options is there trying to make it easier for women yeah. and men to buy their partners or so the reason we're here today obviously it's enterprise week and you guys just did a fantastic workshop on this tool called the business model canvas and mm. um, so do you want to explain a bit about what it is because a lot of small businesses won't have seen this yeah. or yeah. don't know the power yeah. of it yeah we, we just we just find that it's 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 such a powerful tool that it, it cuts to the core 
very very quickly so yeah as we mentioned below in the in the in the bad old days i suppose it was all about the business plan and yeah 400 pages was throwing a business plan template and saying okay fill that out and come back to us and all the rest of it whereas now in a two-hour one-to-one session this is typically a one-to-one engagement with somebody yeah two-hour session start talking about the business model canvas so it's saying that every single business, no matter how small or how big they are, is made up of nine components. And we won't bore you with the nine components. Yeah. But, but it's, it's all about what... You know, the, customer the, segments. The main measure is yeah, what are you offering, who you're offering it to, and how you're going to reach them. Yeah. There's the, the, the big three. So this morning was all about getting across the message that this is a tool that can get to the core of what you're at very, very quickly. But the big message we wanted to get across was get out there and talk to prospective customers, understand who they are, you're, oh, you're, you're on a hiding to nothing if you're trying yeah. to get out to marketplace. If you think you can develop something, as Marion would, would attest to, you, yeah. you just don't build something and then go out and hopefully it'll sell. You know? Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to test all the time. Yeah. Um, so it's, and it, what I love about it as well, it's one of our favourite tools actually, is it's on one A4 page. Yeah. Yes. Do yeah. people love to see you come Yeah, out? because obviously the experience, <laughs> people are very intimidated by uh, the idea of a business plan and it's a very static document ultimately. Yeah. It's not mm. something that can be changed easily. Yeah. Um, nor is it something that is referred to beyond the purpose for which it was written originally, which often is a funding requirement. Exactly. And it's thrown yeah. in a drawer. And, and it's never referred yeah. to again. So this is something that's active. Marion was saying to me just before mm. we started the workshop that she has them up on her wall in in her office. I was just going to ask that to yeah, people. Yeah, that's refer a common thing that we would suggest yeah. to people that they would use it. So we, we would use this on a one to one basis, um, and for for our client interaction. So people come to us, and this is generally where we would start. Yeah. And um, with somebody who's at concept stage, or even when they're further along the line and they've kind of got a little bit lost. Yeah. Um. So that would be our uh, what we would do with our clients initially. Yeah. And is the idea then that it's translated into a business plan, or what normally happens yeah. then? Say for a business who hasn't a clue, you know. Yeah. What it ultimately, is yeah. The, as we always say, the business plan is one thing. The business planning part is the important piece. Ultimately, you will need some sort of a plan if you're applying to the local enterprise office for funding or we also run a, an angel network in the southeast oh, as well very good. so ultimately you need a plan for those investors as well yeah. but the starting point is that canvas if that's not right yeah. then you don't go on to the business planning phase as we call it yeah so we would start this is the day one but yeah business plans are still required but our business plans would typically be 15, 16 pages. Max. That was actually a question I had. So they're not yeah. the Bible. No, no and we no. don't want them to be. So yeah. I suppose your question was, do they translate? And yeah, they effectively do translate mm. because once you have all the information kind of sorted out and validated from the canvas, yeah. um, then you're in a position that you can you can write up that detail into the plan. Yeah. And do you find, is there a certain section that businesses have a problem with? That, uh, you know, is there a pattern there? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think value propositions are... are yeah. Biggest problem. So, yeah. and a lot of that stems from people deciding that they're starting a business based on maybe their skills and their abilities, as opposed to a problem or a need or a requirement. This is in the, the key. Market. What is the problem, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So we try and build it from the problem solution perspective, as opposed to uh, that that a particular cohort of a segment of, of customers or clients has, yeah. rather than the this is me and I'm good at this and I'm going to set up a business. Yeah. The yeah. other big thing is in that they're afraid of their lives to go out and talk to customers. Really, they, yeah, yeah, because sometimes you're afraid that sometimes th- that first interaction with potential customers it raises doubts. You, yeah. might, uh, you might go to market with something and say it'll do this, this, and this, and the customer says, "Well, actually, does it?" Yeah, and it might not. There mightn't be a match there. So getting people out and talking to customers, I'm sure Marion yeah. did the same. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that you had to go out there and say, "Oh my yeah. God, I'm going out here yeah. on a limb a little bit." Yeah, yeah. And, and did so you find that actually? Yeah, yeah. I think when. It's, 
something that you don't do every day it's it's mm. different and it is challenging but then you just get into the hang of it and then you have to you have yeah. to know, you have to validate your market but the thing is if it's not going to work it's better to know sooner oh, isn't absolutely. it absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, fail fast yeah we've been through that yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and um the great thing about the value proposition canvas is it pulls out of the business model and you can kind of work on that mm-hmm. alone which is a brilliant tool i think isn't it yeah yeah yeah, sure. yeah it really helps you um so i suppose really does it boil down to you're trying to figure out whether you can create a gain for a customer or relieve some sort of pain that they have exactly is that a fair thing exactly to say? and then when you're building a value proposition it is about what that person's motivations or jobs or needs are and then what pains or gains that they're experiencing while they're trying to do those jobs yeah um so it's it's if your proposition fits within those pains and gains yeah then uh, and and if it's at a high enough priority for the customer then you're starting to validate what you're offering yeah brilliant. so it is it's like that value um validation piece that customer discovery and customer validation piece isn't a sta- again it's not a static thing i use that word twice um <laughs> but it, it's something that goes on and on and on you have to continually mm-hmm. validate every single tweak and plan with yeah. the customers otherwise you're going to invest a huge amount of money in something that doesn't sell yeah because and- because nobody particularly wants it because you never asked yeah. them and sometimes so. that happens with uh, big investments in particular it doesn't does. it? yes yeah. Yeah. yeah and in the 90s you know software companies in the US were invested in a concept stage and they spent mm. huge amounts of money on on, on a product that eventually got out into the marketplace and yeah. wasn't wanted. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So, the, so the whole idea of minimum viable product and bringing the basic, the most basic product out to the market to show and get feedback. Yeah. But people are nervous about kind of showing their idea. That's it. Know? And the other thing is as well, I think sometimes uh, tech in particular, you feel, oh, it's not perfect yet. Mm. Yes. I can't release yeah, it. Yeah, but it yeah. never will be. No. You know? yeah. yeah. And I think it, um, companies and potential customers are better now at understanding that, they're in, that, that their suppliers that startup is in the developmental phase yeah. and they're quite happy to be part of that deve- developmental mm. phase yeah. whereas in the past people thought I can't go out until I've got the big fat bow on it and I'm all ready to go yeah. you know wasting all this time yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah and money yeah but the other thing is as well I think as you say if you've got the product and the offering right um, you're creating this army of customers that come yeah. with you and delighted yeah. to kind yeah, of go absolutely. on the journey yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. true and branding. they're the most loyal and develop- developmental customers can be the most loyal yeah, yeah. yeah. just thing we find sometimes is um, small business owners are not great at segmenting markets mm. Do you, have you found that? Yeah, we or? would see we would see that as a common a common enough issue that um you know who's your customer? Oh, everybody. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, and that 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 it's is the classic one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. going to set all mm. SMEs all over the world. Mm. You know, or everybody between the age of eighteen and thirty-five. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, segmenting is something that is, is uh, in the in the business model canvas. One of those nine building blocks is customer segments, and we try and delve as deeply as we can into that. Yeah. And send people away to try and come up with their potential customer lists yeah so if it's especially if it's business to business which is doable yeah and um, to go away and start creating at very early stages the homework that we would give them is to, to start creating mm. that that list that potential yeah. customer list yeah and then identify who out of that potential customer list you can start approaching for validation brilliant um so that's something that people don't particularly love they yeah. kind of go oh really i have to go yeah. out and get all this information and i have to go and talk to them and go well, how else is this going to sell? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of work in it, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes people don't realise. Um, and Marion, so you went through this process. Yeah. And uh, how did it look at the beginning and how did it look at the end? Were there many changes? or? Well, like Rosemary said, I have that on my wall. I went down to Eason's, got nine big pages, put, wow. put it up. And every day, 
I think there's a lot of synergies between some of the segments. They overflow between both, um, like customer segments, your relationships. You know, things cross mm. over. Yeah. But every day, like my business kind of model is not the same it was from day one. You go in and things obviously evolve and change. And for me, when I can visually see it and just move it right up a post and move it along, yeah. Take off a post. Like it's mm. it's something important because it gives me a concept of, um the whole visual of the business and where it's going every day that, yeah which is fantastic you know, that one little thing could actually have a ripple effect on it all so yeah that it's there and it's active um i know obviously there's ones you can get online and everything but for me when i just walk in the door it's the yeah. first thing i see yeah i know what to move or well online it. is fine but actually as you say i think actually having the physical thing yeah yeah it's easier yeah. so do you find it's helped you prioritize then Oh, definitely. Because one yeah. thing entrepreneurs are great at, myself included, is like two hundred things on oh, the yes. <laughs> and you're like, oh gosh, yeah. yeah, definitely, yeah. Because if something like that, um, like the customer validation, we had an issue, we changed one of our packaging for two reasons: Brexit, and then when we did re- research, when we went out, the bottle wasn't user friendly. Oh, so we had to, you know, Key go point. back, go back again, because we because we went out and we asked mothers, okay. how's yeah. this brain? What's it like? And yeah wasn't spraying to the angle they wanted and that's when you know that was a delay I think that was one definite issue we talked about today is don't underestimate or overestimate the time yeah. it will take yeah. to get something out or route to market but that's um, the thing because sometimes people think oh you know I've got this idea in three months it'll be out there yeah. actually yeah. it's really yeah. long isn't it yeah. twice as long and twice oh, as much money yeah. as you think it's going to cost <laughs> exactly. yeah, typically yeah 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 because yeah. 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 there's no overnight success mm. stories mm. like you hear those but and I think that the, the, the tools like this are very very fine and all the rest but it needs the, 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 the passion and the energy of the promoter yeah like we've seen lots of great ideas and they just fall away because the promoter is you know doesn't have that passion and drive we, we have little tricks that we use with clients when they come in that uh, we shouldn't be saying this maybe <laughs> yeah. we call it bouncing the ball yeah uh, and how quickly that ball comes back to us yeah and then we know oh this person's a good promoter because they they want to we obviously we go as fast yeah. as you will go as yes. fast as, as uh, yeah. so if if there's somebody and we give them something to do let's say a little bit of homework as we say and it takes a long time to come back and say okay is there a doubt about this person do they have the drive yeah. and the energy yeah but it's, if they're challenging us we're kind of going okay this is a good promoter here yeah let's, yeah let's, yeah we love working with those guys yeah because funny i was talking to somebody um the other day who's involved in the new frontiers thing and they were just saying like sometimes you meet people you think it's gonna be amazing and six months later they still haven't done anything yeah, yeah. so you need to kind of commit if you're yeah. you know going to go down this road or whatever yeah, for sure um, it's the top priority for on our angel side our angels say the number one criteria they look for when making an investment is the team right yeah. opportunity and exit they all rank below it yeah but team is number one and when they're looking for a team so especially if you're in a startup situation mm. and you know you're just putting this thing together are they looking for a big size team or what do they look for generally any no, tips there? no the clever the clever promoters uh, like marion has been on her own pretty much mm. uh, and then you'd, yeah. you'd build a team around, around you, you as, yeah. as you go along you might start off with advisors and people that you plug into every now and again for a bit of advice and then as you grow you get more a formal team around you as you get funding and stuff i know that's yeah, yeah. Oh, touched yeah, on below yeah, absolutely, yeah 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 because it is a lonely journey like when you're at the start and then yeah but over time then you get to know the system and the network and who to kind of trust and who can help you and, yeah. Uh, yeah and build a strong team like and the thing is i think as well what's underestimated network is massive isn't mm. it oh yeah like i think one business should um 
what everybody should do really is map the network because you'd be amazed how many contacts you have within Crossover, it that you can kind yeah. of leverage. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and people forget to do that kind Definitely. of stuff. Yeah, and it, and it takes a certain personality to be able to build that network and to mm-hmm. and to use. And I don't mean use those connections, but to yeah. leverage those yeah. connections properly because not everybody is comfortable. Yeah, mm-hmm. in that kind of an environment. So those we we see some people who might have a tech background or a medical background, and they they mightn't fi- be comfortable in that zone of networking and trying to build a team around themselves because yeah. they're very comfortable in their research or technical area yeah. not all not all tech nerds are like that but yeah <laughs> you, just call, you just call them tech nerds <laughs> i did no, okay we're all nerds in the room <laughs> that's us um so that's great anything else you want to leave in any tips or anything for anybody listening or no i suppose it's just um the message is, is go out and talk to your customer don't be afraid yeah. take the good news and the bad news the same you know the, the yeah. bad news sometimes the customers is more important than everybody saying oh great it's brilliant yeah. and all the rest of it you need to be knocked back every now and again as well yeah yeah to try figure it yeah. out and ask for help you know mm-hmm. ask for help from the from your local uh, enterprise office mm-hmm. ask for help from your local BIC if it's South East BIC West BIC Dublin BIC Cork BIC yeah um, contact Enterprise Ireland mm-hmm. you know don't be afraid to put yeah. yourself out there and ask for help because you might think you have it all covered but there's probably some supports that you can avail of within mm. the system yeah okay brilliant um so thank you so much to aiden and rosemary and marion for joining thank us you. on thank this episode of the podcast if they want to get in touch with you look up your website is yes southeastpick.ie okay and are you on twitter we are at southeastpick Okay. And Marion, can we talk to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you can. Yeah, yeah. We have the website, anewmom.com, or you can email me at marion at anewmom.com. Brilliant. Thanks so much to Chef Gary McAvenny, who did the most amazing cupcakes for us today. Um, they're all branded, and you can get yours at his new restaurant, which is in Tipperary Town, and it's called Flanagan's on the Lake. Thanks a million, Gary. We absolutely love the cupcakes. Thank you guys so Brilliant. much. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Yeah. You were great, weren't they? I just, I don't know. <laughs> The SME Community Podcast is an initiative by Tipperary Local Enterprise Office. It is produced by the Business Ferry Digital Marketing Agency and it's hosted by me, Ashley Hurley. You can talk to us on Twitter at TBF Central and you can also talk to uh, Tipperary Local Enterprise Office on Leo Tipperary.